Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Monday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is September 6th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing uh, great. Happy uh, Labor Day. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing, I'm doing all right. You know, the long weekend, it can go two ways. Where you're like, the Sunday scaries are amplified because you just, you, you've been away from the, the you know, natural, away normal rigors and extra day. <laughs> Away from the mic. Or it could be like, hey, we just got to get through four days this week. We're starting on Tuesday morning. So it kind of goes two ways. And I'm still at a toss-up. I'm right at a tipping point right now where the Sunday slash Monday scaries hit me hard or I'm just, uh, you know, ready to take on a shortened week. We'll see. Um, Either way, this is a delayed episode. We wanted to wait till the end of the uh, Solheim Cup, which was on a holiday here in the States. I think this is, you know, it's a little myopic that they made it a Monday finish because, I mean, I don't think Europe celebrates Labor Day, do they? Do many of the European countries? I don't, I don't like, think so. But it comes on at night there. So it's like yeah. Monday Night Football there. Sure, sure. So, exactly. In a way, Works like nas- national championships are on Mondays, you know? Yeah. Yep. Monday Night Football is on Monday. A big European, I, some way called an upset. Others. Might have said, hey, this isn't really, you know, that big of a differential in talent. Uh, big upset win for the Europeans. They're celebrating in the streets of Europe tonight with the win. All through all the streets of Europe, everywhere. Bratislava to London. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Fantastic. They, fin- they Finland. Win. Finland. Buoyed by, uh, you know, Catherine's great I play. Was... I was looking up all the Finnish golfers. You know, there's a lot of Mikos out there. But Matilda seems to have now separated herself as, I don't know, maybe already the greatest Finnish, Finnish golfer on the, uh, I, I don't know. That, that was impressive. Impressive three days for her. Um, all right, let's get into it. Solheim Cup, Europe rolls. This was the event of the week. Um, I guess it felt like it, I don't know. <laughs> It felt like it could have gotten close there in the final two hours plus of singles. But that's sort of, I think Kyle Porter had a great tweet about this. It's like basically spending, convincing yourself the next two, three days that things could go a certain way and you're still in it and you're still in it and you're still in it when it's really like a, maybe a one in whatever, one in six shot or something like that. And rarely does it come together. And like this sort of was Europe's game to lose from, the first four points, the first session. And I know that you got to play through it all, but like that was kind of the start of it. And and U.S. could never really get off the mat after that. Yeah, they just kind of held serve after a dominating opening to the uh, to the event. They just they just didn't have any catastrophic sessions, which is the name of the game is that you always have a chance. and, And then in singles, they they split it. And I think the big thing about the singles were. They had so many. They had so many runaway wins early on that it kind of put it yeah. away early, right? You know, between right. Leona McGuire uh, and Boudier, and then also like Sagstrom pulling away late. Like they had three points on the board. They didn't need many um, with uh, with most of the most of the uh, team still playing. Right, right. You didn't have to get. You have to rely on like you know Popov, Hall, Saganda towards the back half and they didn't really come through Pedersen it got close I mean she was shaky she of course had sort of a disastrous first Solheim Cup in Des Moines but uh, it was shaky fortunately it didn't matter you know she secured that half point because Danielle Kane you know she wasn't that great Um, the American horses and you know this is a theme in the Ryder Cup too sometimes the top of the world rankings the highest rated ranked players don't always show up but I think like, look, they, they have to have winning records. Like you said, the margins are so thin. Number one in the world, that doesn't mean there's like a demonstrable difference in talent between 
you know, the eighth, ninth, tenth player on the European side. But you got to have like winning records from your your top rated players. Uh, Nelly Corda um, wasn't great. She was two and two overall. Took a rest, I think, sat, uh, Sunday afternoon. And Danielle Kane was not good. She was one three and zero. Um, so you know, those are two. I don't know if they're stars. I, I saw Zephyr Melton of golf.com had a tweet that uh, Katrina Matthew, I think it was pretty, it was spicy, like clearly outmaneuvered, outmaneuvered Pat Hurst, outcoached, outmaneuvered Pat Hurst because, you know, Hurst stuck with those stars while M- Matthew rode the hot hands, which were, you know, Castron and McGuire for sure, some of the rookies, maybe the lesser known players. So I, 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 I don't was know gonna, I was going to say that, that I thought, you know, to a certain extent, um, Katrina Matthew, she played pop off every match, er, every day, not every match, three matches. Pop off was terrible. She was, she, was she played awful. <laughs> she and like she this got- is like what, whatever it is. Like I, it was interesting. Garrett had Joe Lamania on, um, who's a data yep. guy. Um, yep. And he talked about kind of the misconceptions of match play. And one thing he said is, like, if you have somebody that stinks, like, that isn't playing good, and, like, you know, this is like Phil in France. Like, yeah. you knew Phil was just, you know, if you watch anything in the practice rounds, you knew he was terrible. It's just yeah. don't play him until match play because then you're, or until singles because you're only giving up one point. You know, right. Popoff was not good today. She was not good yesterday. She wasn't good the day before. And this is the same thing, though, that Pat Hurst did. It's like this idea of playing everybody every day. Just don't play them. Like, Leona McGuire, perfect example, player every single session, like Katrina Matthew did. She was playing the best of any European, and she gets you five or four points, four and a half points, you know? Um, yeah. It's, you know, like from the, the, the disparity in talent, like, you know... It, just from the world ranking sense, right? You've got nine right. Americans in the top thirty-one in the in the in the uh, Rolex rankings. I think there were three uh, Europeans in there. So, you know, this is. Uh, but at the same time, match play shrinks. You know, margins of of talent. It makes everything closer because you know it's not about like stroke play is about building a foundation, right? And uh, we're starting with play- the ten shot lead. Oh, but go ahead. <laughs> but- that's built the built-in foundation, as we the saw in Atlanta. All right, That's yeah, what you get when you build a season of foundations. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, you're right. But uh, but yeah, I think it, it shrinks the the skill gap when you play match play, and and there's just high variance, and you know you could play this, but you know they uh, they outplayed them. They out you could say they outmaneuvered them. They outplayed them, and frankly, they were the better team, right? Yeah, I think that's the point. Is like. I don't know that the U.S. This is like first takey. I don't know that the U.S. lost it as much as Europe won it, right? I think Europe was really, really strong. They obviously the one thing I love about these these team events is that they do surface. Uh, look, it's like twenty four elite elite talents. It's not you know nobodies or, or minor leaguers, but like it does surface names that maybe the general fan hasn't aware of yet or like a, like a Nicholas Colsarts at uh, Medina that kind of thing obviously Leona Maguire was a much highly touted amateur dominant career a, a stud uh, has been a great was a great rookie all that uh, and, and Castor in the same token like I don't know it just it creates new heroes right a new hero whether it's on this side of the Atlantic or the other side of the Atlantic like it creates sort of new heroes new identities new legends um, for maybe people, you know, that that's the built-in sort of advantage of, of a team match play. You don't need, like, this event is going to suck unless I get Brooks Kepka versus Bryson DeChambeau on Sunday. You know, like, you, we need the top five players in the world against each other. Like, sometimes events require that. Whereas with this team match play, um, you, you, it really allows that cushion to sort of become more familiar with uh, players you know, farther down the roster or, or maybe newcomers, rookies that are to these team events and, and kind of build their legends. And, and that's and, and it, it, it doesn't detract from the event that you don't get whatever, Nelly Corda versus their top dog for, for it all at the end. So that, that's the built-in advantage these team match plays events have. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, the, the team match play, it's just so much fun. I, I, one thing I was thinking about with the women, I'd, I'd say that this event and the Olympics have become 
two of the biggest events and maybe the most high profile, most mainstream events uh, in terms of general viewing public for the women. And I think it's kind of interesting that the two biggest women's events, arguably from a commercial side, pay the players no money. Yeah, aren't paid. And like also the other thing with it is like the players don't get to like their spot. They don't. They don't have their sponsorship. They don't get to wear their clothes like the clothes they wear. You know, there's all this stuff like these women like they have to wear the hats. You know, it's like yeah. they, they, you know, they don't get to have their own like kind of personal swag, like style and on display in these events, which I think is kind of uh, it, it's a little. You know, obviously you have the team uniforms. You want to do that, but at the same time. You know, for the Olympics and this, it, it does stink that they're A, unpaid, and B, they don't get to, like, their sponsors, that people that pay them a lot of money, and then also just their personal style doesn't get to come out. Yeah. You know, the, you, the event was lessened by Anna Nordfist not having golf Saudi on her sleeve <laughs> this week. Um, no, I, I, I deserve that. Like, but no, I'm just like, saying from like the, from from their standpoint, they should like, get a cut. They should make some loot off putting off a big time event, an entertaining product. Like I, that. I just think, given like you know, I, I some of these women in the event don't make a ton of money. Like you know, the the hundredth right. rank or the seventy fifth ranked player in the in women's game isn't raking it in. You know, necessarily. Yeah. Yep. Like this yep. isn't like. What we just what we watched in Atlanta, where the guys the the ten or twelve guys on the on the American uh, Ryder Cup team is probably hauled home like uh, thirty five million dollars in FedEx bonuses right. this weekend. Right. You know, right, right. Uh, what would you like? This is just on on the on the fly. What would you like give this as a grade A through F, like overall? I, I wouldn't say it was like an A plus. I'd say it was, it's like it a good. B plus, okay. B plus yeah, A minus. It like it was great. I, it was the sun, really... Saturday to Monday finish was like built in, like aided it for me. Inverness obviously enhanced it. I don't know that it was ever like super, super close. It, it always felt like they had them at arm's length. There weren't a ton of explosions, I would say, in terms of of match swings, and, and we had a rules controversy, which we'll get to in a minute here. But I, I I wouldn't say it was like a, a dominant A plus, but but B B plus fine good. For it me. was like a it was like a NFL game where your team's down two scores all all game long, yeah. and then at the very end they kick a field goal and make it look closer than it was. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. All right, what did you? Should we do a concession gate, pickup gate, whatever? Quick quick pick gate i mean or or you want to do inverness what do you want to talk about inverness at all what, what are your comments on that great venue great host venue seemed like yeah Toledo really good up. venue west we got westy tweeting i think trying to stir the pot of course all these european tour players are jumping in very happy giddy he's saying i'd love to see a wide shot of that 18th green not sure many spectators stayed Hashtag tumbleweed. Is he getting that? Is he trying to say that it was classless, that people vacated the premises to watch them dance on home soil? Like, I don't know what he's, he's trying to stir the pot. These Euros get so sensitive about these team match play event things. But anyways, it was, Inverness was a great, great venue. You, you and Murray replied, had wandered out for a look there. Sparse. <laughs> so what? So what? Like if huh. the Bears are down twenty four to ten, you're out of there. I don't want to watch. You're like, what do you mean? Like, uh, these guys and their sensibilities across well, the pond. That's not how. Them, that's but. not how sportsmen uh, reacted. Uh, Shuttleham, you know, Keltonham, 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 where the where the ponies? Yeah, that's not how uh, true sportsmen. Shuttle. All right. No, I. I but what? I mean. Anything disappoint you about the venue, or it was as advertised? It was billed. It was, it's Inverness. It's, it's a it's a, yeah. it's a hard Parkland golf course. I think, like in general, I if I had my critiques around the the golf course and the setup, it'd be like there's too much rough. The bow lines could be yeah. better, but they they want to appease the USGA who wants narrow fairways. So, you know, it's a it's a kind of like a, a chicken or the egg situation, right? Sure. I think um, in general, I think the venue acquitted itself really well. I think the you know having the open uh, open approaches in most cases 
it really in you know that they, they had that really nice firmness the first day obviously they got a little moisture that uh softened it up a bit but uh you know watching balls bounce in and uh the way they they get those approaches uh humming out there it's it's a great great venue and obviously you know i think like they decided to to swap 9 and 18 and and it ensures everybody plays 18 but 18 right. like you're kind of playing architect 18 is such an iconic closing hole and you know you never know how many matches are going to come down to it but this week we had a ton of matches come down to 18 and 9 is probably one of the worst holes at, at Inverness if not the worst hole and 18's one of the best holes and it would have just been fun because that 18th hole asks like a very different question and and with the women you know with that that green so heavily protected it it's really fun to watch them play that hole um granted like nine is like a you know 18 that we saw is like a super easy driving hole i couldn't believe how how many how many bad tee shots we saw there this there week there were a lot yeah it was a just like it's just like not a, you can miss all the world to the left and i just couldn't believe how many women were in the right bunker they uh yeah they flashed some stat like 16 a lot 16 to 28 matches went to the full yeah. went the distance i think they like an unusual amount so i guess you know they would have ended up getting that hole had they flipped them that like that uh but again it was a, a fantastic venue let's do uh let's get to concession gate um or whatever you it gotta, is. Can we revisit this you know, it was a, so here's steven proctor another friend of the program tweeting tonight I can't help but reflect on the impact of the egregiously poor ruling on day one. It seemed to take a significant emotional toll on Nelly Korda, and it clearly fired up Europe. Europe. I hope those running the event will learn from that and think twice about inserting themselves. Uh, so I, I know we're revisiting. I know it feels like a month ago, but it did seem, you know, would you agree with that? Proctor's, Stephen Proctor's take that it sort of, it had a, a longer tail, had an impact that stretched out through through the matches. Yeah, I well, I just think it was a ridiculous thing to have happen. Okay? <laughs> All right, I, I issued my statement on, on, uh, on social media. Oh, God. I got a lot okay. of replies. Um, All right, so... Here's the deal. The ball wasn't going in. Everybody agrees, right? The ball wasn't going in. Nellie Corda was on the ground. You know why she was on the ground? Because she knew it wasn't going in, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. if you're an opponent, like, that, I saw this reply from people. Oh, Sagstrom ran in there quick to stop it from going in. You're on national television. Who would do that? <laughs> like, so if she was did not go in there kind of quick. She it did go not, in there kind of... She's not going to stop it. I'm not suggesting yeah, she was, but, like, trying to yeah, that's, that, that's knock the it thing. away. It's like, she didn't go in there to try and knock it away. Like, who would do that on national television? But I just don't... Like, I don't think she needed to grab the ball. She didn't need she to didn't, touch it. She, there's, this is the thing. She didn't... She was dumb for doing that. We all make dumb mistakes. Like, that was dumb. Like... But at the same time, Corda was on the ground, showed no yeah. signs of when she was getting up, and I'm sure Sagstrom was like, "All right, let's get get, let's get this thing let's move, freaking yeah. moving." You know, yeah. I want to putt. Yeah. I want to line up my putt. You know, it's it just <laughs> the official coming in then after she hit the oh, putt that's was the other thing. That's that the other. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that was not good. That if you, if you have an official, the official's like, you know, Missy is doing a press conference. Missy Jones doing a press conference the uh, afterwards, you know, on Twitter. And she's like, well, you know, I I needed to, you know, insert my, basically, I needed to insert myself. It's like, if you're going to insert yourself, insert it before the next consequential putt, if you're going to call the penalty. Um, and it impacted the point. I mean, it was it wasn't like a thing that just happened and then it didn't matter. But it, yes. it, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, thank God, like Europe won the overall cup. But it did it impact the actual the match, the point that 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 was up for grabs in that match. So yeah, I just think it's like. And here's the other thing: just, thing. just be reasonable la- about just be reasonable about everything. If one side agrees and both sides agree, why do we have to like just? 
decide to blow that up. You know, it, it, it seemed reasonable that both sides agreed it was not going in. Nobody thought like well, that's came the thing. in there trying to bat it out like a goalie <laughs> or something. But like, I don't, I don't understand why we just didn't agree to. The last moving. thing, and I will stick with this. Nelly, like the official said, I is my ruling. Nelly said, "There's nothing I could do." There's 100% something, you know, like if you're in that situation, if anybody that's played a match that's had a walking official no, understands that if you say, hey, that wasn't going in, this is a moot point, it wasn't going in, the whole thing's over right then. Now, like, I'm not saying Nelly should have, but Nelly could have ended the whole thing right there. Ah, uh, I guess. I mean, yeah. it didn't seem like that rules official and... Like with, no, but like if you're budge, if you're and also the again, it's the national TV thing. Like they can't. It's not like the, it's not like a qualifier without any cameras around. I just think like once it's out there, it's going to be hard to. Stop well, it, it just was a ridiculous thing because here's the thing. This is what we've talked about this before. At the end of the day, the rules official in a way is like a police officer, and their job's to interpret rules and apply rules in situations. That situation, like, I get what the rule says. And B, how could you possibly prove that it was overhanging? Yeah. From, like, a, yeah. a blurry, weird angle shot. It's like, I'd want a lot more than that to say that it was overhanging. When a player walked in and picked up the ball. Because, yeah. you, like, you know how many balls that, <laughs> that Madeline Sagstrom's seen? You know how many putts she's hit in her life? She wouldn't have picked up anything that had a chance of going in. So this yeah. is like my whole, my where I struggle with the whole thing is like it. At the end of the day, the the it should have been. Are, is this proof beyond a reasonable doubt? And there's no way that that could possibly have been beyond a reasonable doubt that you know, sure. and and that's why it shouldn't have been. It should have just been like play on. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I think I do kind of agree with Stephen's larger, uh, Stephen's point that started this discussion, which is like the impact it then had on uh, going forward outside of that, the vacuum of that one match. I, I think it did sort of create attention, some regret, some motivation, and all of this is sort of intangible, sort of armchair quarterbacking. But I, I do think it probably had an impact on Nelly going forward and certainly the Euros firing them up a little bit. One um, last you, thing. Go ahead. For anybody that criticizes media for, you know, saying, hey, this is a bad, you know, situation, and saying you're being a little too harsh on the situation, all I'm trying to do is cover the, the situation the way I would cover the men's game because that's the way you should cover the women's game is you should cover both games the exact same way. And one thing I think that is a massive disservice to women's golf in the media is that there is no critical coverage, and it's covered just like, you know, everything's rah-rah all the time. And this there's, is a larger yeah. point, is that, that there, there's this thing that happens with golf media where if you're covering the women's game, there's no critiquing, uh, you know, like nobody critiques anything like they would for the men. And that's, that's doing women's game a disservice because – you know, part of what that critiques is like what, you know, makes the world go round on, on sports. I, I'm not saying this as elegantly and I didn't think I was going to go down this road, but you know, like your job as media is to cover the women's game, the way you'd cover the men's game. And this situation, if it was, if you took Nelly and or Nelly out, insert Pat Reed, think about what would happen, you know? Like, think yeah. about how, how that how much different the coverage would be. If you or, took, you know, Sagstrom out, if it was if it was Poulter, Poulter. and, and, and yeah. Reed, like yeah. that that thing would be a, a wild situation. Like and I'm not saying like but but there needs to be criti critical coverage in women's game. Like it cannot you like it's that's the most fundamental factor of, of media is there has to be critiques. It can't all be rosy all the time. Yeah, I, th I think that's like a, like, yeah. I think that's the point we've made here many times. Like, you have to watch out for the advocacy. Just coverage, coverage. And coverage can be critical. Coverage can be, um, you know, uh, 
praising, but it, it, it can't be advocacy all the time. So, no, I agree with you. So, so basically, we should say the U.S. choked. Nelly didn't play up to her potential. They, you know, Danielle Kane was like played like crap, and and they were you know got their ass kicked when they were heavy favorites. No, I I don't know. They, yeah, I, I mean, I would I would like say I'd say I'd say that the U.S. team was just too short. You know, the Europeans were taller, height wise or off the tee. <laughs> height wise. Who's short? Salas, uh, Altamare, maybe? Like, Austin Ernst, Ernst seems short. Ernst, yeah. Megan yeah. Kang, short. I mean, what's the what's the delineation? I should ask you. You're the oh, you're the God. purveyor of no. short short and no. tall. What's the, what's the short and tall line for women? Road. No, I'm not going down this road. All right, let's do an ad read. Do an ad. Oh, never mind. I'm not even going to go down that road. All right, let's do an ad read for uh, zero restriction. They are the official uh, outerwear sponsor of the losing U.S. team, the shotgun start, the fried egg. Um, they had uh, some nippy Listen, mornings. If you want to be a Ohio. loser like me and Brendan oh, or like the U.S. women, you should buy some zero restriction. I had my zero restriction on Friday night with the football game, high school football game, Friday Night Lights, put on a zero restriction vest. I actually got a couple compliments. Vesting season, vesting weather is coming. More champ hoodie on Saturday morning. It was 50-some degrees. Got out to about 60. Uh, I am not in zero restriction right now as my AC has crapped out and is currently 85 degrees on the thermostat as I'm dripping sweat here at the microphone. But uh, yeah, I, I wore it all weekend. It's about that time. Uh, you can get... 25% off with SGS 25. The Champ Hoodie, I, I put that on an unboxing video up on Instagram on Friday. Uh, that is hopefully, I think that's that's out, you know, been in the ether right now. You'll never see that again. It was an Instagram story. Um, but October is fast approaching. That's their rainy season. Uh, they said uh, zero restriction is the best rain gear in the game. They're celebrating 30 years in the game. They're not Johnny Come Lately's. They're not some big brand that, you know, makes everything and is like, hey, let's get into rain gear. And we'll just, no, they've been doing it forever. They're 30 years. They're celebrating their 30th anniversary. Uh, they have entry-level jackets. Uh, just outpace their competitors and they've got like the primo stuff that's really expensive but it's guaranteed for life like the Z2000 so if you want rain gear like that's a, if you really want to level up swing for the fences for your rain gear don't cheap out on that stuff and if it's guaranteed for life I would recommend you know the zero restriction Z2000 and if you just want some fall stuff the champ hoodie you know a vest all that stuff just GS25 the 25% off uh, again, I do not need it right now in 85 degrees, but uh, I was happy to have it over the weekend. And their women's stuff. My wife is uh, very happy. Did you get home to your box? Zero restriction? Yeah. Did you have it? It's wonderful. Did Kaylee get some stuff? Kaylee did. She didn't know what the Solheim Cup was. Well, now she does. Now she's flying the flag. Yeah. She was pretty excited about it. She was, she was delighted. She said she might send a tweet out. She was so delighted about it. <laughs> Um, that's great yeah that's i wore great. the champ i wore, went to the farmer's market on saturday morning wore the champ hoodie oh, look at you little yeah. millennial well, there you go go to the farmer's market i go to the farmer's hoodie. market like every saturday this place oh, you how can, about that you know five yeah, every saturday morning i'm in town you know right. how about that how about that all right i, I, mean, I should restriction- get a farmer's market stand you know and serve my coffee oh you could do that you're cold bro yeah, shotgun. This is my secret coffee. special cold brew <laughs> method. Sell, maybe that's what we need. We should get some farmers market presents and start selling our coffee. You know, that's the way to get to the get out to more consumers. Speaking of, you can buy our coffee at BixbyCoffee.com. Oh shit! By the way, while we're doing ads and sponsors, Rocket Bucket, we will announce those next episode. We were not hauling well nights in to do the tabulations on a freaking holiday, but that is done. The Billy Ho bobbleheads packed up, uh, so we'll do Rocket Bucket next episode. We'll read off all the winners there again. ZeroRestriction.com SGS twenty five for twenty five percent off. All right, should we move on to the Net Tour Championship with a low aggregate? 266, we had a tie for first between Kevin Na and John Rahm in Atlanta. Um, no, the uh, the FedEx Cup and Tour Championship winner, I mean, the FedEx Cup winner is Patrick Cantlay. The Tour Championship winners are Kevin Na and John Rahm. 
Right? Is that That's is that right. how we want to do this? Okay. That, the shadow this, leader is, board. this is why it's it's important though. Okay. Yeah. So like I just. So I, now I, we're gonna look back at Kentley's season, twenty years from now. Like you said, he won Memorial and he won the Tour Championship, and like I don't know, he kind of didn't. You know, right? I mean, he in fact did not win the Tour Championship on the scoreboard. Uh, you know, and shots. But what are you doing over there? What are you playing around with? I just What's saw, wrong? I saw a spider. I had to kill a spider uh, down in the dungeon. So, anyways, your your point about looking back, he did. He won Memorial, kinda, after John Rahm bowed out, and he won the Tour Championship, kinda. It, it's just it's, it doesn't tell the full story. Anyways, that that's the Tour Championship. I didn't watch a lot of it. I I plan to talk about. Look, we, you already just hit this on the women's stuff. I saw people getting mad at me, getting mad about, like, why can't you? Why do you have to put down the Tour Championship to talk about the Solheim Cup? Why are you fighting? No one was fighting about anything. I wasn't fighting. Like, it's my job to, to say what, what I like, what things I think are good, why I think they're good. It's my job. What, what things I don't like, what things I don't think are good and why they're not good. If I said everything was good... It'd be the boy who cried good, and you just uh, you wouldn't know what actually was good and what was bad. Uh, you'd think I'm a, a con artist. Be an I think the tour championship answer. sucks. I don't know what it sucked this weekend. It was especially bad. I was it was not going <laughs> to draw me in. All right, it was lost on Sunday of a holiday weekend. Well, it was the There's, third. It was the third most compelling golf tournament this weekend. Right, right. Like, you had the Corn Ferry Tour going yes. for twenty-five cards, and you have a team match play event. I'm sorry, I'm gonna be more interested in that. Like me saying that sucked doesn't mean like uh, these. If you like it, you're a bad person, or you want that's that's my job is to kind of look at the landscape. And East Lakes, that tournament has just never done much for me, and I thought this one was especially low. I don't know, low sex appeal. It just maybe the worst, uh, maybe the lowest uh, of all time. Like the the new format pop wore off. Like the I think the first year of the new format, everybody was kind of like, "Well, let's see how this thing works." You know? Yeah. Last year, last year you had the end of like it was COVID. It was just like a weird, you know, it was COVID, so it was like there weren't a lot of sports on, and it was like then, and it was like okay, this year you're you're stacked up like. You know, this, you only had I one major imagine, last year, right? Before, I can't. Or, yeah, yeah, I can't imagine. I maybe they are happy. Maybe the tour gives them all this bullshit analytics and you know stuff about how you know maybe impressions and meltwater mentions the FedEx Cup got, but gets. But like, if you're a FedEx ex- executive and you realize that, like, hey, we've got the third most compelling golf tournament this weekend. Something's fucked up. Yeah, like again, that's the thing d- is it shouldn't be this way. The end of the season shouldn't be this way, and maybe it's because the se- new season starts next week. Maybe that contributes to it. Like I, you know, I said something to my wife last night because we had my father-in-law's birthday, and I said something, and she's like, "Is something going on?" I'm like, "Well, you got the Solheim Cup, and then you've got the last, the la- end of the season, and and for the PGA Tour." She goes. Golf's just the worst. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, it never ends. It just never ends. This is just, you know, and I'm like, yeah, because the new season starts next week. You know, like, that's that's part of the problem is that we aren't, we aren't going to miss it. Like, it just starts back up next week with the same exact product that we saw last week. Like, yeah. that's the reality. It's just like, it, it never ends. And this whole thing... The, the whole split start is so ridiculous because, like, Patrick Cantlay didn't win the tournament. Maybe he would have if he didn't have a lead going into it. In a way, it protects you. If somebody has a huge the lead, strokes. Yeah. you protects your tournament from being, like, it could be relevant in one championship and not the other. Like, just get rid of the handicap. Get rid of it. It's so bad. Who knows? Like, on 18, does Kevin Na lag? His his eagle putt, because he's lagging it, he has no chance of winning the tour championship with the handicap, but he's going to insure himself a, a bigger pile of money if he two putts. Like, how fascinating would it have been if he had that 15-footer for eagle and he 
actually gives it a go and makes it, you know, because the tour, tour championship's on the line. And then Rom, same, like Rom's chip, if he makes that, obviously he, t- he, he has a good chance to tie Cantlay. Cantlay lagged his putt, right? If Rom makes that, but if Nas already in the house, like then does Rom go for that? It, like there's all kinds of these permutations and the tournament would have fallen out so much different. And I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm done with this format. I'm done with the playoffs. There's a reason I took a two week, basically a two week vacation right during them because they're so irrelevant. I sat and like for four years of my life, I didn't take vacation during the, because I was like, Oh, it's the playoffs. I can't take a vacation no, this year. Come on. I said, yeah. fuck that. This, this yeah. is the worst, yeah. the worst time in golf. I just want to be away from it. And yeah, uh, yeah it, it stinks. It, it, the playoffs are not good. Yeah. No. And again, this is not a wholesale condemnation of the tour. Like I thought, you know, guess what? I thought the Georgia Clemson game I was fired up for that. That game sucked. I'm sorry, it, suck. it sucked. It doesn't mean I think Georgia sucks or Clemson sucks or the conferences suck or college football. Like I, that was a bad game. I thought this tour championship was bad. It generally is not good for me. It, it does not appeal to me. There's probably a Georgia fan who just loves defense, gets his rocks off on defense, and thought that was the greatest t- game of all time. Good for you. I don't think you're a bad person, but again, this tour championship was especially lost. I don't have much else to say on the actual substance of it, the actual shots, the actual scores, other than the leaderboard is a mess. Can't lace T4. I, it's just, it's just not, it's not great. Um, is this going to factor? Uh, do we want to go there? I mean, you have Cantley, the winner, saying his great Ryder Cup prep. Yeah. About your tour, love your, it. This the but crucible of the playoffs. A guy, it's like the guy who just won the NBA title. Say this is great prep for summer league or so. I don't know, great prep for whatever the Olympics. The yeah, Olympics. I don't know because the Ryder Cup is yeah. The summer league is not a great comparison to, but yeah, maybe the Olympics. This is great prep for that. It's like that's that sort of damning quote. I don't know. Player of the year. There's a lot of chatter about that. I think it's just go to John Rahm. He's the best player. Let's not dilly-dally on that, right? I mean, we don't need to have a big discussion and breakdown. All right, on the Corn Ferry Tour. Hey, hold on. We need to talk what? about something. What? Kevin Na ends the season as the third-ranked player in the world, and Brooks Kepka ends it as the 30th-ranked player in the world. The FedEx Cup. Is that what you're saying? And the FedEx no, Cup. Just, but okay. here's... How does somebody finish third in the FedEx Cup and not make the Ryder Cup team? Oh, you want to do Ryder Cup debate, roster debates, right? Now? I just want, I, I just want to, kids? I want to pose that question because that's the immediate thing that I thought of when Kevin Da clocked in that great performance, the co-win of the Tour Championship, and got himself up to third in the FedEx Cup. Third in the FedEx Cup. Do you think the Ryder Cup, if they don't pick him, has to do some explaining? Does the PGA Tour some have explaining of. to do to the FedEx? To FedEx? I mean, he's third in the FedEx Cup standings. He has to be on the team, right? He's the second highest ranked American in the FedEx Cup. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, I think the Ryder Cup points started with Tiger's Masters win because of the pandemic. I think, like, 2019 Masters has some sort of points factored into this i don't know like nah i think would be a good pest mix it up we don't need to be the friends group i don't know when these when these picks are coming out it's so i think murky, it's wednesday nebulous. oh okay usually this like big brand you know announcements and la di da i had a dream that they announced tiger he comes out from the curtain throws his crutches away no walking boot tiger's a surprise captain's pick that, that's how I don't know. I must have had too much to drink this weekend, and that was a dream I had. Um, anyways. Na- Nas, won, uh, Nas won three times since the, uh, since the Colonial. Points. There's not once. a lot of guys that have won three times. He's got Shriners, 2019 Shriners. Um, Colonial, Sony. right? No, Sony. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. Uh, and the Tour Championship. Man, the church. T1, he's, though. I mean, where, no, do, we, where won do we need that? He actually won. Yeah, he won Schwab, too. Yeah. He's won four, on. he won the four times. Four times. On OWGR, he has four wins since the last Ryder Cup. All right. 
So the points are Finau, Shoffley, Spieth, English, Reed, Berger. Those are the last six guys. Finau, Shoffley, Spieth are in. Probably, Wait, he won the sure. military tribute. Was that before or after the... That might have been after. He might have won five times since the last round. The guy wins a military tribute. That probably means he can thrive when the stars and stripes and national pride on the line, you know? Because that was a fall event in 2018, right? I don't know. You're you're asking me to recall the fall schedule three years ago. Never mind. It was July 8th of 2018. Never mind. It wasn't that. All right. All right. Do we? Do you care about what that 12th spot is? I mean, I think Patrick Reed is probably out. I just think he's out. I don't know. Guy can't get on a plane until today, maybe. And then I think it's going to be Webb, Scheffler. Nah, maybe. Nah, maybe. That's what I'm saying. Nah, I think I nah. Know. I mean, think about it. He won, he won at a non-poofers course. Like, Eastlake is not poofer he's, friendly. His uh, record there has been horrendous. That's I, what I I'm saying. It's not not friendly to any poofer. The only poofer that's ever played well there is Ryan Moore. I had two guys left in a one-and-done league. I had him or Van Royen. I took Van Royen, and he screwed me, and it cost me several hundred dollars. But, yeah, because Nas never played well there. So he's, he's And he did all right at BMW, which was absolutely not you know uh, he did okay uh, set up for him the, the other um, thing that i was thinking like he cooled off on the weekend but billy boy played great you know like what is billy if billy boy isn't chasing like a 10 shot deficit or whatever he entered the week maybe eight shot deficit <laughs> he was hot yeah like does he he's in the lead of the tour championship does he play differently like does he win the tour championship like if he wins this, if he's the low guy like i think he would have had like a really good case for the Ryder cup you know like this is the yes. this is the thing this is where like the significance and, and the, i'm sure the tour loves that you know, this is all for an exhibition match, you know, a month away. That, yeah, that's what yeah. people, the main, the, to me, that was the old, the intrigue, the, the intrigue yes. center around Joaquin Neiman breaking uh, Kevin Na's record for quickest round. And, yeah, is that uh, like a thing now? Is that good for your, you know, most important season ending championship that it's like, you know, how fast can I run through this round is now like a notable challenge for it? You know, yeah, Neiman? I think like it's the, good. The hype, oh God, all right. Anyway. Gives you some early social pop. They got to mix it up. Put a nah, put a Billy boy. I saw an Adam Shupak article today. I guess they're all going to Whistling Straits this weekend, 12th to 13th. I think they're going to get right. everybody up there, 10, 10 to 12 guys. I think they're gonna Maybe get I'll stick around. I'm, I'm supposed to go up there a bit weak. And hang Davis around a little Lump. longer. Oh, yeah, you can go say what's up to you know JT and everybody as they file into the American Club. Um so Davis Love had this art, this quote. I just had to point it out. Quote, so they're on this reconnaissance mission this weekend. Quote, they had us over a barrel in Paris because we didn't have enough practice rounds at Le Golf National. He's, the other team knew the golf course way better. We're going to focus, focus on breaking down the course over the next couple of weeks until we get there. It's important for us to gather local knowledge and pass it on to guys that don't have the intimate knowledge as guys like DJ have. They had us over a barrel in Paris because we didn't have enough isn't that like the old like one thing you can do to prep for this thing is like know the course, and this 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 it's this important event. It's the most nervous, anxious you'll ever be. It's like the captains. What impact can they actually have? How are we like at 2020, 2018? How is that like? How are we going in cold? It seems like the football coach or the, the NBA coach is like we're gonna take nothing but lawn twos. Like just out it like. It's it's not like we're taking the boat over there and we get there and we've never seen the... They had us over a barrel? Like, isn't this important event? Isn't this like millions and millions of dollars and it's like legacies and histories? And I don't understand how like that was the case. That it just seems so antiquated and unnecessary to not be prepped. But anyways, apparently they will be this go around thanks to a, a congregation up there this weekend. So, all right, that's enough Ryder Cup. I don't know when those picks are coming. You say it's Wednesday. We'll keep an eye out for that for next episode. On the uh, Corn Ferry Tour, we finished with our uh, finals 25 players. I read off the 25 regular season. I'm going to do it this time for the finals 25. They get their due. Oh, they get I their wanted, name up I in wanted, lights on I the Shotgun pop, Start the wanted, Niche Golf Podcast. I wanted to throw some out. Can I throw some out? That yeah, smile? sure, sure, sure. 
Uh, Dowie. Dowie Vanderwall. Oh, my God. That I, that can't happen. I just think you got to, like, you know how you get you can strike a juror? Like, you can say, like, I don't want him on the jury. <laughs> like, somebody finch him or whatever. What's his name? Jay Monahan's got to come in and say, no, I, we strike him. He's, I'm going to use, use one of my vetoes. Yeah. Dowie. Yeah. He's Dowie. 40. The guy's up and down. Like, Dowie is what Dowie's going to be at this point. He's not coming in. He's not going to start winning. What He's do you have be... against Dowie? I just, nothing. Nothing. Uh, there were some sketchy stories about him being <laughs> fast and loose, the rules, I thought. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay, yeah. Good for Dowie. Think, anybody anybody that hasn't watched Justin uh, Lauer, I think it's Lauer. Right? Yeah. Spelled yep. lower, but yep. it's pronounced Lauer. His uh, interview. From Canal that, Fulton, Ohio. Yeah. Northeast got, Ohio boy. He got into yeah. Northeast Ohio boy after Co-Crack. You got Ryan Armour and Lauer now. You, you, you didn't count I think Armour Armour got bounced. I don't think he made it through. So the quota can only stay at so high. So Armour out, Lauer in, one for one trade. There's only so many from Northeast Ohio. So. But yeah, he seems like an amazing story, amazing human being. Good to have him in there. He, he'll be fired up for the Browns. And, and Yeah, good to have someone on tour. Um, what else? A couple of Kurt Kitiata after years of yeah. driving on the Euro Tour, the American Just comes home. You know, dominating and you know Grand Canaria or wherever these low-level Euro Tour events. Yeah, Malaysia, things like that. Okay. Uh, on a serious note, Matthias Schwab, who already had his card locked up before this week, but uh, he's a he's a rising star. Played really yes. well on the Euro Tour. What about Huh? 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 John, yeah. We got another year of John Huh jokes on the pod. <laughs> we, that was one of our best. Um, what was that? Like a, a fan vote Friday, Junior. That was a great, great little spotlight on, on John Huh. Great backstory. Somebody to root for, for sure. All right. We got Bramlett, Joey Bramlett. Now is it, he's in the players. That's a big deal. Fully he exempt. went nuts. Yeah. Made like 20 birdies on the weekend at Victoria National and won the event. KFT went nuts. Molinax is back after a brutal concussion, concussion <laughs> induced by a pro am Shank, you know, pro am yeah. partner Shank is like back on the big issue. tour. God, yeah, unbelievable. Good for him. Glad to have Bez- him back. Out. You, uh-huh. you want to run down him now that I've, no, this, I mean, you you're know. doing them all. Aaron Rye, who we knew from Boise, Bronson Burgoon, you know, Bezayden's AJ Spawn. Let, Burgo- let your Burgoons be Burgoons. Terrible. Hayden Buckley, Sahith Thagala, who barely got in just the uh, pl- the finals, the, the the playoffs. Schwab, Vincent Whaley, Alex Smalley, Joshua Creel, Lucas Herbert, Herbert, not Air Bear, uh, Callum Terran, <laughs> a rookie. Is it, is it Herbert or A Bear? Which one is it? I think we said A Bear and that upset the Aussies. So uh, we'll just keep calling him A Bear, Lucas A Bear. Uh, Scott Gutchewski, journeyman of the week. Dowie, Kelly Craft. Uh, you can't have a PGA Tour without Kelly Craft, yeah. so you got to get him back you in there. You got to have him back in. Um, Michael, oh, Patrick Rogers made it, too. Another journeyman well, he of went, the week. He got hot at the end there. Yeah, played right onto the right, just onto the right side there at the end. Of course, has conditional status and, you know, would have plenty of opportunity. Oh, had yeah. He not, but... He would have been um, a sponsor, a heavy sponsor. Uh, yes. Exempt. Michael, I can never pronounce this, Gleelich, Gleeglich, Canadian. Oh, he's back. Uh, got, yeah. Kiradek, the barn rat, got in there. Austin Cook, Peter Uline, and then Lauer was the last and final guy, knocking out Taylor Montgomery, who played the U.S. Open, made the cut at the number U.S. 26. Open. He's just number got 26. <laughs> this sucks. Zero points from it. 26 regular season list, 26 on the finals list. And yeah, didn't doesn't get through. So brutal, brutal. So I think uh, we've already we already talked about this, how big of a just ridiculousness this is. Um you feel bad for the guy. I hope he win I hope he finishes first next year. I I don't know. This sucks. All these guys got- you know, if you finish twenty sixth of the super season, it's like finishing twentieth or fifteenth in another season, I feel like. Not to go big on the coverage. Kind of sucked that wasn't on. Like, couldn't no, see that. Terrible. Like, I mean, tape delayed. I got a text from front of the program, Kyle Robert, Robbins. 
Rogers is battling the two-gloved pervert for a card down the stretch and saying this isn't on TV. Rogers did get in. The, the Solicitor General did not, uh, in case you were uh, unaware. So, yeah, the TV was lacking. I just think you can find a place for it. It's 2021. There's a channel. There's a stream. There's something out there for to watch that live. It was you know, the second most compelling drama of the week outside of the Solheim Cup. All right. So you're least, you're least interested in Dowie getting back up. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably. Who are you most There's, excited about getting the card? Lauer. I mean, the Homer. Absolutely. Lower, Lauer. I should probably figure out how to pronounce his name. But Did you see his hat sponsor is lower.com? Yes, that's kind of amazing. It's like Seamus Power it. being sponsored by whatever, that power... <laughs> It's yeah, why it's, why Wyndham Clark needs a Wyndham sponsorship. I think he did some true. speaking stuff for them. So I that's think he's true. on his way to... It's just that's like true. seamless sponsorships, you know? I think Thagala is a good one to, to pay attention to, right? Uh, Dowie doesn't do much. Kelly Craft, that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, even like, I don't know, people like Bramlett, Uline. Like, they're really good, but they're just kind of who they are at this point, right? They, that doesn't mean they can't get hot and be like win an event and have a bunch of top tens in a few months. Like, well, they could be like, like Kevin Tway on their way to five wins. Really good, <laughs> great players. And I don't know, that's, that's good. I'm glad they got their card back. I'm not popping them for it. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, we have another Hogard. Nikolai Hogard wins the Italian Open. Uh, it's kind of remarkable. Twins, Rasmus. <laughs> And I think they should be allowed to play the Ryder Cup together, like Step Brothers. You know, where you could sub. You can't have two Hogars on the on the course at the right. same time. I see. But you can sub one in for the other at any point. They take up one roster spot. Is that what you're <laughs> yeah. suggesting? Yes. Yes. That's interesting. I like that. So he wins the Italian Open. You know, right after you know I had I had a, a pair a a, a a group of brothers, two brothers, applied for the COO position at the Friday together. What? <laughs> did they want did for one job or no? They were going to both job. get the job and split the salary or something like they that. Said, what, I, don't I think I think here. I think their logic was that they could both keep their jobs, do oh, each, half do it on oh, the side, together. Unique. Yeah, you got to stand out. I appreciate that approach. You we almost out. replied with like the stepbrothers gif of yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Nikolai Hogard wins the Italian Open. It's a national open. There were power lines. Uh, there were not, I'd say, glowing reviews of Marco Simone. John Huggin had an article in Golf Digest. Uh, it sounds perfect for a Ryder Cup. Said there was, I forget who it was. I don't know if it was Marcel C. Somebody was like, there's no memorable holes. Or maybe it was Raw. It was one of the, maybe it was a UK guy. No memorable holes. So, hey. That's that might yeah, like you said, that that's perfect for a Ryder Cup. Uh, and those are your results. I can't believe Hazeltine has another Ryder Cup. Like that's utter, right? utterly unbelievable to me that they they have another Ryder Cup. I can't believe it's just like parked in the Midwest for two decades, more or less. You know, the Beth Page, I guess, will break that up, but it's kind of crazy when you think about it. So I think it should um, only be in the Midwest. I, yeah, I, I'm a Midwesterner. I'm not. I'm just. It's unique. I can't believe it's gone that way. So, um, all right. I think that's it. Do we have anything else? We were going to talk about Ryder Cup, but we kind of hit on that already. So, I mean, you good? Do you want to talk more about about uh, the Solheim Cup or where do you think no. the Solheim Cup? Like, where where would you like to see it next? I don't know. I saw people doing that. Um, hey, well, I think like. <clears throat> If if they're smart, they got to just do like the links, the classic links courses. The Glen Eagles stuff's just got to end on the other side of the pond. Just you have such an embarrassment of riches. You have a late September date. Just keep doing that. You got I mean, it'll only amplify the event. It can't hurt it. I get that there's probably sponsor obligations. There's hospitality. There's lodging you want on site and things like that. But I, I mean, that seems like a no brainer. Just stick to that. Uh, we saw it. It has an impact. Whether you think it's peripheral, marginal, I don't care. Like it gets more people who are into the game even more. Um, I don't know, enthusiastic about it. On the state side, I don't know. Uh, uh, 
Well, you could go in a million different directions. Do you have one? Do you have certain specific places you you want us? I kind of love the dunes. whole mid market, like smaller market deal. The Des Moines, the Toledo. Yeah, yeah. Had a U.S. Open, the U.S. Women's Open, as we Wichita, know. Wichita, you're close yeah. enough. Um, yeah, that would be sweet. I mean, yep. You know, if you if you like Shinnecock, would be awesome. There's a great. There's a big women's golf history at Shinnecock. I think they were, you know, they had women's mem- women members and their founders. Yep. Uh, you yep. know, I, I, it's like what we, we, uh, read about, what was it? Which, uh, which event was it that the open championship, the women's open, they were like, at well, like I, I, sometimes I think they don't ask. Right. Like, I right. think that's like part of the thing is like, okay, like let's, you got Inverness. This is a buoy. Like, let's ask, let's, let's shoot for the stars here. Um, right. you know, on top of that, like Riviera would be awesome. I mean, um, I think they're kind of at a point where they could literally ask anyone and you at least get a call back and you have pretty advanced discussions. I, I'm talking like any course in the country, maybe not Augusta national, but like any course at this point, I think would be at least have a discussion about that and swing for the fences. Yeah. Here's a place that I think might have enough space to do it. I'm not sure if it would, it would, they probably have to be creative old town club in uh, Winston Salem, Salem, North Carolina, another that, kind of mid market. It's an hour from it. Charlotte, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see yeah. who else would there be? Probably going to be, a, probably going to be a wake player too. Always, you know, you get a little hometown cook in there. By the way, Amelia Migliaccio will be covering it. You know, Cupcho yeah. would be in it, though. Do you know Cupcho? Because we have a bunch of insane listeners, just got engaged to a guy named Jay Monahan. No. We sent it in to- <laughs> Yes. Yes. He might be the real Jay Monahan. The other guy, Cupcho's boyfriend, or now fiance, is called Jay Monahan. Spelled the same way. A bunch of listeners alerted us to it because. They thought we'd appreciate that. And of course we do. I think that's amusing. Anyway. Um, yeah. Old Town's a good one. Old Town's a good one. All right. Anything else? Solheim? Event of the week. Where is it going next in Europe? I think it's going to know? like Portugal. I figured it was some like very deep in the continent. Although that's. Oh, Spain. Spain. Okay. It's in Spain. Uh, Finca. Okay. Cortison Golf Club in Casares. Maybe we should go. You you think uh, wives would be zero happy, restriction, right? Zero restriction. A little little junket with zero restriction next time around. Yeah, a couple of years. All right, we could do that. <laughs> Say we're important team team support system. You know, with with their outerwear provider. Um. All right. Everyone enjoy your uh, Monday. What's left of it? Hey, Monday holiday. Now what? that the season's over, we could do a, a, a where which five two or five events we want to go to in the next calendar year that we won't go to. That we won't go to. Will Bardwell's texting me about Sanderson, saying he's got lodging, good cooking. Need to get down there, but I don't know. We'll see. He's not texting me about it. He must. He must not like that. Call it the 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 rooster. The peacock championship. The peak. <laughs> yeah, I peak. I know. All right, everybody enjoy your Mondays. What's left of them? Tuesdays. We got a different schedule this week. We'll see. We may have our NFL. What about our, what about Yale? Yale is a as a uh, Solheim Cup host. I think that'd be great. I think New Haven. I think yeah. I think that would really pop. The that Creek awesome. Club. The Creek Club would be sick. On Long Island. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. New York gets a lot of events, but uh, yeah, I think that would be good. That'd be good for it, for sure. Um, All right. We'll be back. What are we doing? We might be back Thursday. We might be back Tuesday. Our our annual NFL preview, which I know, you know, everybody's ready for the season. You come to us for the NFL discussion. Kevin Clark, we we failed to, you know, people will find humor that we failed to lock down a Tuesday time with Kevin Clark. He's 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 not busy or anything. He's now too busy. He's pushing us off the next week, which which is understandable. I think he's... Got a few yeah. things on his plate. It'll work out better now that the after the Bears get annihilated by the Rams and uh, you know Andy Browns Dalton probably throws six interceptions and you know oh that will be fun. That'll be Nagy, Nagy doubles about. down on on Dalton being the starter. 
We'll we'll maybe do some over unders before that, but all right, and, and we're gonna have a spotlight this week as well. So oh we'll yeah, sprinkle on the spotlight. spotlight at some point. Not Trevino. Don't ask. <laughs> Trevino's coming. Trevino, you gotta wait till we had you know don't have a million golf events to talk about. We'll we'll sprinkle them in. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> 